Honestly, one of the hardest parts about being an online business owner is selling. So many of us have great products, great ideas, great passions. We want to help people and change the world and make a great living for ourselves. But when it comes time to writing sales copy, writing that sales page, we just freeze up. We start to feel insecure and it feels forced. And I am noticing a growing pushback towards traditional long form sales copy that has been around since the dawn of time and especially the dawn of internet marketing. And so what I thought I would do today is address this growing unrest and really unpack for you the three fundamental truths of sales copy that actually sells so that you can take the pressure off and create your own voice and sell your products, sell your services with confidence and with a good conscience and I even want to give you something special to make the sales copywriting process easier. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 62 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. We're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is sales copy. I love selling. I love sales copy only because it has worked for me and helped me grow my businesses. And I haven't been good at it forever. And I have written some awful sales pages. So I'm not some master copywriter, but I've learned a few fundamental things that work. And Honestly, I think that's the history of my career is like I learn a few things that work and I just do them over and over again, right? I don't have a ton of tricks. I don't have a ton of skills, but I learn a couple of helpful skills and then I just use those skills over and over again because they work. So I'm going to share those with you today. We're going to talk about a really interesting conversation that was happening in a Facebook group of online business owners today um, and talk about sales copy. But I want to give you something and I want to give it to you right now because some of you don't watch these whole episodes. You don't listen to the whole episode and you should. No, I'm just joking. I'm not coming down on you. It's funny. I get pushback that on the YouTube side of things, like, why are the videos so long? It's like people don't understand what a podcast is because I'm really doing this for the podcast, but I'm also doing it here for YouTube. So if you don't have 41 minutes in your day, hey, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a sales copy tool that you can use and download right now. You don't even have to listen to the whole episode. So what I've done is I've put together a sales copy worksheet. It's almost like a template or a framework. And this is a simple framework you can download. And it asks you a few simple questions about you, your product, your audience, things like that. It's kind of like Mad Libs. You kind of fill it in, fill in the gaps, fill in what's missing. And what it's going to give you is basically the formula for your next sales page. It's going to give you the outline for your next sales video for whatever you're selling, your product, your service, if you're doing a virtual summit, if you're going to sell coaching and you want to put together a simple landing page or a video or whatever, long or short, doesn't matter. It walks you through sort of like a question and answer so you don't have to think and it'll get the nuts and bolts out of you, the part that really matters, and then you can fill in the rest. So it helps you create a compelling outline. It's so simple. It literally will take you five minutes. Answer the questions, fill it out five minutes, and you can come back to this framework every time you write a piece of sales copy for anything. 
and it'll get the good stuff out and then it can still be in your voice. I wanna give that framework to you for free because I love you, because you at least spent five minutes with me before jumping off and doing something else for the rest of your day. Uh, so just go to grahamcochran.com slash copy. grahamcochran.com slash copy. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm gonna link below in the description and download my sales copy worksheet, my sales copy template framework. Use it. I know it's gonna help you out. Okay, let's get into a conversation. And this comes from one of my students in my six-figure coaching community, which is an awesome group of people that I get to like love on and coach. And, and really, we coach each other. They're so smart, and they're helping them grow their businesses to hit six figures and beyond. Um, I, I'm in this group uh, that I've started, and I, I, I'm jumping in there every day, and I'm like answering questions and looking to see what people are struggling with, what wins they're sharing. But sometimes, some of my students in there will just bring up certain great conversation starters. And one of them screen grabbed uh, a conversation that was happening inside of the official Kajabi face group, Facebook group, excuse me, um, for users of Kajabi. So these are, I think last time I checked, I haven't been on Facebook in a few months, but it was like 18,000, 20,000 people in that Facebook group. They all have Kajabi and use it to run their online businesses. So they're all in online business of some way, shape or form. And he screen grabbed this comment. I'm gonna read it to you. And then uh, I'll talk about the conversation we had. And I, I want to get into these three truths about sales copy um, to really help it solidify for you. Uh, so here's the screen grab. The conversation of this person posted saying, I know that long form sales pages are the norm. And by long form, we mean really, 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 really long. You keep scrolling, keep scrolling. There's all this awesome stuff about the product. But both as a consumer and a creator, I hate them. Capital letters. I've never read an entire long sales page. I just want the details. Who are you? What are you selling? How much does it cost? Period. I scroll to the bottom and I'm pissed at the lack of respect for my time that is shown by these long documents. Am I alone in this? Anyone not use a long form sales page and have success? So that was the comment in the Facebook group. Below it was a ton of like responses and replies like, oh, me too. I hate long form sales copy. Oh, it's so old school. It's so disrespectful. Just show me the price. Show me what I get. Make it simple. And so the, my student who posted this kind of wanted to start, he already had an opinion, but he wanted to start a conversation. What do you guys think about this? Is long form sales copy old school? Do we not need it anymore? Is it disrespectful? Is it even effective anymore? Or can you be just as effective while having shorter sales pages, things like that? Um, let me give you some context. If you don't know what the hate is and the vitriol is about this topic, let me give you some context for where this long form sales copy as the norm, quote unquote, has come from. So then we can arrive at where we are today. And I wanna give you these three truths. If you have a history of online sales, and we gotta go back to the 90s, right? When everyone was still on AOL. Do you remember that? America Online, if you're in the US. Um, you've got mail, right? In the 90s, like the internet was this fun playground of just like, wow, I can read articles and I can um, go on message boards and connect with people. And I get email, which is like electronic mail. It was a fun playground, right? Before it became a place for trolls to just tell you how awful of a human being you are for wearing a V-neck t-shirt. I'm not, I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Whatever. Uh, in the late 90s, which is crazy, there were people who figured out, man, this is a great platform to sell motivational speeches, topics, education, things that were traditionally sold 
for years as tapes, right? They were sold as records, they were sold as tapes, then they were sold as CDs, and even DVDs at one point where, you know, Tony Robbins or any of these infomercial, late night infomercial people who would help you, um, they have a program they put together. It was like the original online course, but it wasn't online and they wouldn't call it a course, they'd call it a program. And they would sell these programs for a good amount of money um, to help you, whether you struggled with alcoholism or whether you struggled with insecurity or confidence or whether you wanted to grow your business and be a better salesperson. There were programs that existed long before the internet that would help you through information overcome these barriers and get an achieved result, right? It sounds just like an online course because it is. It was a precursor to what we sell now. And so really smart individuals figured out in the late 90s that, hey, we can sell what we used to sell on late night infomercials and in classified ads and newspapers, we could sell this on the internet. But the challenge was nobody bought stuff on the internet, especially not information. It just was really hard to, to see the value. It was vague, it was all in the computer. Where we were used to seeing a picture, it'd be like Tony Robbins, like Awaken the Giant Within or Business Mastery or some program that he would be selling. And he'd be like, Order now, and you're going to get this 12-CD set, and DVDs, and cassettes, and a booklet, and a pamphlet. And you'd see a picture of all the stuff that you'd get for the program, you know? Uh, and it'd be a 90-day program. You'd listen to something every day, or walk through it, or whatever it was. We could see the tangible value, and we trusted people on, on TV. Because that was, that was a medium we were used to for decades of buying stuff, just because we were familiar with it. Internet, not so familiar for buying stuff. Back then, it was really uh, uh, an unknown. Am I gonna get my credit card on the internet? Are they gonna steal my credit card information? Are they actually going to mail me the thing? Oh, you don't mail it, I, I download it? Or it's, it's, it's like a PDF, so it's not even real paper? Is, is that really valuable? So you can see the context within which early internet marketers, people who had online information, the same people like us had to deal with. And so what they did was use old school sales copy tactics to really speak to the problem, speak to the pain, speak to the desired result, reveal themselves as human. I was once where you were. I, this is where I've gotten. It's the same stuff that's happening in the late night infomercials, just on a long sales page and a long, you know, because that's all you could do. You couldn't do video. It was just long text. Um, and you couldn't even do a lot of images because it took forever for images to load. So it was just like a long sales letter. And they would really build up a lot of trust and confidence. And that's the other thing that was missing. There was no way for you to follow them on Instagram or watch their YouTube videos or read their blog because those things didn't really exist like they do today. So you would stumble across this website and not know who this person was. So they had to do, they had to make up a lot of ground in the early part of a sales page to explain that, hey, I know your problem. I know the desired result you're trying to reach. Here's who I am. Here's my story. Here's what I've had to overcome. Here's how I've gotten there. Here's my credibility. Um, and, and they would have to build up a lot of that trust in the darn sales page. Whereas now, let's just use me as an example. Let's say you listen to this episode. You're connected with me on this one, this one video, this one episode. If you've never heard of me, you can at least get to know me during our time together today. And you can get value out of this content today. And then you can join my email list and you can get more value for free there as I send you free stuff like my sales copy worksheet I mentioned earlier. Like I can build a lot of trust before you've ever even seen a sales page. Then when you see a sales page, 
I don't have to spend very much time telling you who I am because I generally only show my sales page to people who have already found me through a video, a workshop, joined my email list. So you're already a warm lead who knows who I am. I can get deeper into the product and your pain point. We're at a different starting point. Does this all make sense? So that was the original context really quickly and, and you know, shortened. What happened though is there was this, it was the wild, wild west because it was so open, many people who were complete jerks abused the system and realized, oh my gosh, I can, if I write a compelling enough sales page, I can convince almost anybody to give me money and buy my thing and it can be nothing. Like it, it doesn't have to actually deliver because they can't find me. Like there, there's no image that's tarnished because I'm, I'm, I'm behind this veil. Like nobody knows who I actually am. I don't even show my face. Sometimes these internet marketers would show a picture of presumably them in front of a Lamborghini or a mansion, but that wasn't even them. You don't even know who these people are. There's no phone number to call. There's no business. There's no one to report. So there was a period of time where you could get away selling programs or business launching programs um, that were nothing. And I know this because I fell for some of them, right? Some context, I remember I, I when I first was married, had my first real big boy job where I had to put on a tie and go to work. And I felt like my life was over because my pursuit of music as a career kind of came to a screeching halt and I had responsibility took over. I was like, well, I need to get a good job because I'm getting married. So I started selling advertising for a radio station because it was it was a job I heard. There was an ad on the radio, go, go figure, saying there was a job opening and I needed a job. And it, I was like, all right, well, I know music, I know radio, I can go work there. But it was really a sales job and I wasn't cut out for it. And I hated my life. I was wearing an oversized button up shirt oversized tie, couldn't even tie a good enough knot. My dad would have been ashamed because he taught me how to tie a tie, but I hated ties. And I would go to this cubicle and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally in the opposite of what I was trying to do my whole life. I knew I never wanted to sit in a cubicle. I knew I either wanted to be an actor or a singer. Like those are my only dreams when I was in high school and college, actor or singer. Neither of those have anything to do with a cubicle. And so I found myself like as a 22 year old, feeling like I've already failed in life, which is kind of dramatic. But when you're young, you think like, this is it. I've ruined. Like you have no, <laughs> and I'm still young-ish. There's no concept of like, dude, you can reinvent yourself a million times. Dude, your whole life is ahead of you. What you're doing at 22, what you're doing at 30, what you're doing at 35, in a way doesn't matter because you can reinvent yourself and build a career faster than ever because of the internet. So, but I thought my life is over. I'm in a cubicle oversized shirt and tie, and I hated my life. And so what I would do instead of working, and, and I, I'm ashamed to say this, but I would get on the internet and look for how to make money working from home. And this was 2005, okay? 2005, YouTube had just been invented um, literally that year. There was no Instagram. I didn't know that online courses were a thing, but I would look up, can't you work from home? Can you do something with the internet? <laughs> do I not have to come into a cubicle and I can wear my PJs? Uh, and I would find these websites, most of them created by con artists. And they would preach the dream. The whole sales page would be all about, you can work whenever you want, wherever you want, as long as you have a laptop and an internet connection, 
Um, you don't have to work at all for a few days. You, you could be your own boss. And, and the work isn't even hard. You have to just get on this website for you know an hour a day and type in some stuff and money comes in. It was very vague. It, it would just spend more time on the pain and it would describe me, are you stuck in a cubicle? Do you, do you feel like you're not going anywhere in life and you're, you feel like you were made for more? Do you wish you had flexibility with your time? Uh, and you can see how this, this brings up insecurities in all of us selling, especially if you're selling information on how to grow a business, which is what I'm doing here because I get lumped into this category. We'll get there in a minute. But I'm like, yes, yes, you're talking to me. And then they would talk about the dream. Do you wish you could like take a cruise and the money still come in? You know, sleep in in the morning, not wake up to an alarm clock, like very good visual language, which is not bad in of itself, but the whole sales page would be about that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we've got a program that allows money to come into your bank account without you having to do much, like an hour a day, two hours a day. If you don't want to work today, no problem. And they would never explain what it would it was you were doing, but they would tee you up to spend, you know, 300 bucks or 400 bucks or 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or more to join this system and then you get instructions later on what you would do. And, and I remember like falling for these things. And I remember there was one in particular that the guy put his phone number. Hey, if you're unsure about this, if it's a good fit for you, call my cell, call my personal cell, which ironically has become a new trendy thing now where a lot of marketers, good ones, are like, hey, call my cell. Uh, and I don't know if they actually answer that or if they have an assistant or if it's just a cell phone number that someone on their team answers or if they genuinely give out their cell phone number. Like, no offense, I'm not giving you my cell phone number. Uh, that's like, I've interacted, most of you are cool, but I've interacted with some crazies out there. I'm not gonna put my phone number out there. But anyway, that was, they put out their phone number and I remember stepping out of the office so no one would hear me, walking down to the park next by, next door, calling this phone number. And uh, it's like, hello? I was like, hey, my name's Graham. I'm on your website. I'm thinking about joining your program. Um, I had some questions about it and you said to call. So I'm calling. And the guy says, I, I swear, he says, hey, man, great. I'd love to talk to you about it. I'm literally about to get on a Disney cruise with my family. I'm literally boarding a Disney cruise right now. Uh, and I'll be gone for the next four days. Uh, let's talk when I get back. I don't know if he was lying to me or if he genuinely was getting on a Disney cruise, but it was perfect. It was like, oh, man, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go live your awesome life. I was even more convinced that that's the program I needed because I wanted to do what he was doing, be able to be in Florida, because I wasn't in Florida at the time, on a Disney cruise instead of sitting in my cubicle. Um, but this was the kind of thing, and I, I I don't know if this guy was a con artist. Most of them were. Because I paid, and I know because I paid for a lot of these things, and they didn't work. I wait, And I don't, I don't even think I told my wife. I just was, not very often, but maybe once or twice, I actually spent money. And I'm, I'm telling, this is a long setup, if you're like tuned out by now, I'm sorry, but you gotta understand, this is the soup that this conversation that's happening in 2020 on Facebook, on a Kajabi user forum, this is the soup in which we find ourselves. It gives context to why someone feels icky writing a long form sales page because they start to feel like those shady internet marketers who still exist today, by the way. They haven't gone away, they've gotten more slick. We've got more, it's like they've had to, they've had to. Um, like everything, when it's new, you can be just like, you can just lie straight up. People get more sophisticated, you have to get more sophisticated. So the question is, why do people hate these long form sales pages? 
And I think the better question is, do consumers actually hate them? Or is it just the insecurity of this Kajabi user and fellow Kajabi users, online business owners? Are we just insecure because we're so aware of long-form sales copying that there's a lot of bad apples in the bunch? Are we just insecure that we are going to be like them, come across like them? Also, are we insecure because it's hard to write good sales copy? And some people are genuinely genius at it, and we feel like we're awful at it. And we're we're looking for the herd mentality to tell us, it's okay, Graham, you don't have to write a long-form sales page. You can just be like, here's the product, here's the price, here's who it's for, buy it or not buy it. We want to be told that, that that's okay. Why? Because that would be easier. That would be easier. But let me tell you a couple of things, okay? And we'll get into the three the three truths here. One, never let your insecurity drive your decision-making in your business. It's just a bad way to make decisions, period. So if you're insecure about long-form sales copy, don't just say long-form sales copy is out of, the, out of the picture. We don't need it anymore. Don't make that decision based off of your insecurity. Instead, I would rather you get more educated on sales copy. You know you can get educated on sales copy? You can't. I'm trying to help you right now. Also, don't don't assume that because some people who are bad are doing a certain technique, don't don't lump that technique in with those bad people and therefore that technique is bad. Long-form sales copy is relatively neutral, as you're going to find out in a minute. But does that mean you need to do it? Not necessarily. But I think this, this post and this Facebook group says more about the history of internet marketers and the history of long-form sales copy and their insecurity than it does about the effectiveness of sales copy. Set up over, let's get to the point here. There, there's so much I could tell you about sales copy and I teach this in, in my course. I teach it, I'm literally creating a masterclass for my, my, my membership right now. Just go dive deep into sales copy uh, for them. But there are through, three truths, through, three truths about sales copy um, that I wanna give you uh, right now to just, zo- let's just zoom out for a moment, just zoom out just to simplify it for you so you don't get hung up on the wrong things. Like literally some people get hung up on like, does it have to have a video or not? Like where should the buttons be? What, what color should the buttons be? Should I use red text? Because I see people using red text. Like, dude, guys, that's not the point, okay? Let's zoom out, three truths. Truth number one, length isn't what matters. Having the right sales copy elements is what matters, okay? Length doesn't matter. So this this conversation about like long or short is not the conversation we need to be having. I don't care if you do long. I don't care if you do short. I care that your sales copy is effective and sells, and sells in a way that's honorable and honest, right? You At the end of the day, you don't have a business if you don't sell. So at the end of the day, you have to be good at selling. The great thing about selling online is you can sell once, you write it once, and you don't have to do it in person. Praise the Lord. As an introvert, I don't wanna have to sell to you in person. I'm so grateful that I can curate the sales copy in my bedroom, in the privacy of my home, when I have time to think about it, and then I can put it up on my sales page and then walk away, and it sells for me all the time. So you're so fortunate that you don't have to sell in person. But length never matters. What matters is effectiveness. And to be effective, there are certain elements that your sales copy needs. That's why what's most most important is not ranting on Facebook about like, can we just go back to, can we just do short sales copy? Can we stop this long stuff? This is missing the point. I'd rather see a conversation. And there are some. 
So I'm, I'm being one-sided here just based off of this one comment, but I'd rather see a conversation and have a conversation about, hey, what's what works? What really works when it comes down to sales copy? And I'll give you one bonus tip to begin with. Like the most important thing on your sales page, the number one most important thing on your sales page is your hook, the headline, the text at the top. Whether it's a video or text or both, the number one most important thing about your sales copy is the very first thing that you say. And that's true about your website. That's true about the subject line of your emails. Like the, the number one thing, long or short, is your hook. The first element that they read, it has to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. That's why I never write the hook first when I create sales copy. I always write it last because it's hard to know. It's the hardest thing to get right, but it's the shortest thing. It's the most important thing because good sales copy, right? It starts with one element and all that element's job is to get you to the next element. And all that element's job is to get you to the next element. So you always need to be pushing your, your audience forward, leading them forward to then take action and you ask them for the sale. So it's all about having the right elements, not about length. And I'll give you an example. So I have a course here, let's say, for uh, Automatic Income Academy. Um, and it's it's a pretty decently long sales page. Uh, and and I, I measure it, I don't measure it by number of pages, although I could pull up my Google Doc, but I have sales videos and sales text, and they're one and the same. And I do that because people like to watch videos these days. People connect with me on video. And I feel like, look, I can present on camera pretty well. And even if I couldn't, it's worth it to be on camera, at least for a moment, to make a, a visual and audio connection with someone to say, hey, look, I'm a real person. And I genuinely believe in this product. And I genuinely want you to buy it because I think it's really going to help you if you struggle with these things and if you want X, Y, and Z. And though, so I love that visual connection. And some people buy and some people connect better with visual. But I also have text because I know that a lot of people are reading a sales page when they're at work or when they can't hear it properly, or when there's people around that they don't want hearing what they're reading. They just want to skim through it privately and just read it. And so I write the sales copy, and that's in the sales page, and then I also present it to camera, and it's one and the same. So to give you a context, I think, and I have to look at it again, I think for Automatic Income Academy, my, my flagship course for this brand on building an, a passive income business, I, I think it's about a 30-minute video. It might be 27 minutes or something like that. That's a pretty long video. But there's a lot of work I'm doing in that video because I'm asking for, I think, a fair amount of money, way less than my competitors. But I think it's it's still a lot of money. For someone who's starting a business, it's still an investment. And so I need to qualify that. Like, I'm not just going to say, hey, here's the course. Here's what's going to help you do. Here's how much I want from you. And I don't think that would be effective. There's some things I need to do, some heavy lifting I need to do. Now, at the same time, I just uh, did a sales page for a workshop uh, for the Recording Revolution. And that sales page was about a seven or eight minute video. Now it was a lower price, but I still sold a lot, still made a lot of money. I still had the same elements, right? It's 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 not about like, oh, let's just, let's just keep going and going, going for length sake. We wanna hit these elements and there's always a certain amount of elements, certain specific elements that I always include in my sales copy and my 30 minute sales video for Automatic Income Academy has those elements. My eight minute video for this workshop we just did on the Recording Revolution to sell tickets for that has the exact same elements, minus maybe one. 
Yeah, I think I don't think we had any bonuses. That's one of the elements. And I didn't have that. So it was eight of the nine elements, but it was an eight-minute video. So length doesn't matter. It's just that you have the right elements. Number two truth, price does make a difference. And I started to allude to this. To ask somebody to buy a $50 mini course or even a $100 course, you don't have to do a ton of heavy lifting. Not to minimize $50 or $100, especially in this climate. If you've lost your job, money's tight. Every dollar counts. But we all have an internal threshold, right? Where we can spend a certain amount of money. I mean, you can go out to a, a middle-of-the-run restaurant or even a low-priced restaurant with your family and, and easily spend $40, $50. By the time you tip the waiter, if you have one alcoholic drink or, he, or instead you have an appetizer or dessert, all three of those are overpriced, right? So that's where they make their money, appetizers, drinks, or desserts. You know, you have one of those three, you tip the waiter, you have a family of four, you're out the door easily spending 50 bucks at a half-decent restaurant. Um, so 50 bucks, most people can swing 50 bucks on something without having to like have a come to Jesus moment or talk with their spouse about it. So you may not have to do a lot of heavy lifting to sell a $50 mini course. That's why I love mini courses because it's a great way to test the waters if you're unsure and you just want to sell something and make, make your first sale. Selling a $500 program, selling a $2,000 program, selling a $12,000 mastermind, selling uh, an expensive live event, it takes more it takes more heavy lifting. And it takes, you have to have, consider more things. You can't just say, here's the thing, here's the price. Now, on the flip side of things, that can be turned on its head. For example, I, I'll, I'll have a eight-minute video uh, with a set-up sales page with all these elements to sell a, you know, a $90 or even a $50 workshop. But I can send one email, and I've sent one email that's just a few paragraphs to land a $30,000 coaching package. Very different. So that's like the flip of what I'm telling you. It's like the opposite. That's like the exception to the rule. But in a way, it's not, again, the length. It's not the length. I don't send a long sales page for a coaching package, let's say. It's because we've already done some heavy lifting. Before the actual sales pitch, there's some heavy lifting that's happened. I, I do something called a discovery call. It's short, usually 15 minutes, but I'm jumping on a call with a person who already has come to me. They've already come to me asking for one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like, that alone means I have less work to do because I'm not trying to convince them to buy my thing. They're trying to convince me to work with them. And so I get requests for coaching a lot. And most of the time I say no because I take on a small group of one-on-one of -on -one clients because there's other things I'm doing and I want to give them my attention but and, and price and things like that. But it's someone comes to me already, a lot of the heavy lifting is done. They already want to work with me, but they just don't know what that looks like or how much it costs. So there's question marks there. Then we've had a one-on-one -on -one call where I'm trying to learn more about them, learn more about what they need help with to see if I actually can help them or to see if I'm really a good fit and to find out what specifically they want help with. And I even try to help them on that discovery call free of charge, just give them some pointers and say, well, if we were to work together, here's kind of some of the stuff I would cover. So it's after all of that that when I eventually send a proposal, it's a one email, just a few paragraphs. And if it converts... It makes a ton of money and it's way shorter, way less work 
than some of the sales pages for a $100 product, a $200 product, a $500 product. So the context is really what matters, and price does make a difference. So you really need to ask yourself, what am I selling? Am I selling a mini course? Am I selling a low-cost membership? Am I selling high-priced coaching? Am I selling a high-priced course? that people are really gonna have to say, well, it's $1,000, it's $500. I'm gonna have to really stop and think about, A, do I have the money? And B, is it worth the money? And you're gonna have to go break down a lot of objections, right? Uh, there's gonna be a lot of questions those people have. They're gonna wanna know that it's gonna be worth the money. You know, so they're not, as opposed to just like, oh, I got 20 bucks, I'll give it a shot. Very different. So price does make a difference. And then third, pre-selling makes a difference. This is kind of what allows an expensive coaching package to be so easy for me to sell because in a way the pre-selling has already happened, right? They've already come to me. We've already had a discovery call. So I don't have to send a big sales video or sales pitch for this person. But for you, if you're selling a course, even a $100 course, don't just lean on the sales page to do the selling. And this is something that I learned from Jeff Walker years ago. He's got a great book called Launch. Just go read it, right? It's super cheap. I mean, some of the best money you could spend is like, what, 15 bucks and you can learn his launch model, which I have largely adapted a lot of over the years. And we've experimented with, especially on the recording revolution, like even expanding on his ideas a bit more. But Jeff Walker's idea is simple. It's like, there's a pre-launch. There's a launch and a pre-launch. The launch is when you're actually saying, hey, here's a sales page. Here's the product. Here's the price. Like buy it or not. But you don't just start there. He has something that he calls the sideways sales letter, where instead of selling like a long sales page, don't just lean on that sell ahead of time sideways. And so he does this through, you know, pre-launch videos or pre-launch emails where you're you're actually adding value before you open the doors to your your course or your membership. And so you're teaching and you're and you're sending valuable content, right? And you can do this traditionally through a Jeff Walker style three video pre-launch week. Um, you can do this through a webinar. It's the same type of content, but just happening, you know, for an hour in front of the person live before they have a chance to buy. But you do pre-selling. So you, what you're doing is relying on your pre-launch content the week before. Sometimes, look, the longest pre-launch I think I've done was a month. Last summer, a year ago, we were launching a course that was, for the Recording Revolution, pretty high-priced. Um, normally, in that brand, I'm selling between $100 and you know, $150 courses easily. Um, but this was a $300 course and it was someone else other than me teaching the course. Now, this, this person has a ton of high-profile credits in the music industry, so his, his discography, his, his client list speaks for itself, but this was something very new. We had never, ever launched a course. Now, we'd done some one-on workshops that were low-cost, less of a commitment. We never asked for uh, people to spend a premium, like the most expensive of my courses, on a course that I'm not even the teacher. And so there was a lot of question marks. And so to make sure we did our job right and to not just say, here's the product, buy it or not, we had a long, slow, drawn out pre-launch of pre-selling before we could actually sell. So it involved teaser video. It involved uh, announcements that, hey, we're doing something really cool with this, this guy. Um, we did pre-launch video snippets of the course. We did stuff where I'm talking about him, uh, some interview content teaching, like getting out a lot of the good nuggets and giving them away for free, but multiple weeks that ended up being a month-long process of pre-selling of sort of a sideways sales letter, if you want to borrow Jeff Walker's terminology, so that by the time we get to the sales page, 
and we're asking for the $300 or whatever it was, people are like, man, I, I either know I want this or not. It wasn't news. It wasn't like, ooh, I gotta watch this whole video. The, the sales video wasn't even that long. It was just more snippets of the course. Now we had a sales page kind of walking through some of that because we can't assume everybody went through all the pre-launch content. But for being on my email list, being on my YouTube channel, you were being pre-sold without realizing it, wetting your appetite for almost a month. So by the time we asked for the money, the blow was softer, softer and we had already moved so much closer to the sale with you. We'd already taken you so much farther, much like when I offer coaching and I send a proposal to someone, we've already moved so close that I don't have to ask for very much to get a really high price coaching package. Does that make sense? So length isn't what the question is really all about. It's the having the right sales copy elements. Price does make a difference. So you, you can't just blanketly say long or short video or text, you really have to ask yourself, well, how much is this going to cost? Because that will affect how you sell something, right? Versus a traditional sales page and an email versus a webinar, let's say. Um, and then, or selling on the phone even. Like I've sold mastermind class uh, spots for a mastermind um, where I qualify with an application and then sell them over a Skype call, right? Very different because the price is so high. And these were people that were not, not really a great fit necessarily, or they were unsure. They weren't coming to me for coaching. I'm asking them to join a group. So that price does make a difference. And then pre-selling makes a difference. Now, I know that doesn't tell you how to write sales copy, but those three truths about sales copy, you must understand those to give you a framework, a, a backdrop. That's a better word to use, a backdrop for selling before you start to write sales copy so that you're not stressed out over the wrong thing, right? Don't worry about length. If it's too short, who cares? If it's too long, who cares? That doesn't matter. What matters is are you actually using copy that's effective and are you using copy that's uh, appropriate for the price and are you using copy that's appropriate for how much pre-selling you've done? Now, if you're asking Graham, what, what elements do I need in the sales copy? That's why I wanna give you my sales copy writing tool. It is a framework. It's a template that you can follow. Think of it like in like Mad Libs. Have you ever played with Mad Libs? My daughter literally yesterday was in the car and she was like reading me some of her favorite Mad Libs, right? Where it's a story that's pre-written with like blanks. And they ask you before you've ever read the story, give me a verb, give me a male's name, give me a famous city, give me a food. And you just like give these random words and then they fill it in and they read the story with your words that were given out of context and it's hilariously silly. Okay, this won't give you a stupid story. This will give you a compelling sales copy, but it's like a Mad Lib. Like, I'm gonna ask you some questions. Again, this will take five minutes. You go through this document, answer the questions. Five minutes, and what it's gonna do is it's going to give you the elements and the frameworks and the hot button things that you need to incorporate into your sales copy so that then you can go create, whether it's a video or it's live on a webinar or it's a simple sales page long or short, your voice, your tone is going to be different than mine if you're sarcastic and funny, or if you're straight to the point, or if you're very hard on facts and data. All of these can be very effective ways to sell because they're all you, but what matters is the elements, and this will make sure that you've got all the most important elements in your sales copy, and it'll be fleshed out for you. How simple is that? I was literally, when I was going to do this episode, I was like, I want to give them something that can just make this process easier. I want to give it to you for free because I want you to go out there and sell and make money and know that this works. So you can get this framework for free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash copy, C-O-P-Y, grahamcochran.com slash copy. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll put it here on the screen. 
It's below in the description as well. And then keep it, reference it, come back to it. Anytime you need to write a sales page or anything you want to sell effectively, you can just use this framework. Whew. I, dude, now I want to go write a sales page. <laughs> I want to go write a sales page. I don't know what I'm going to sell, but I'm going to write a sales page. Um, before we go, I want to ask you a question. Hopefully, Go download that. I want to ask you a question. If you're watching on YouTube, leave me a comment. What is your biggest struggle with writing sales copy? What is your biggest struggle when it comes to writing sales copy? Are you Do you feel insecure like your product's not good enough? Is it when it comes, comes time to asking for money? Like I have a friend of mine I just got off the phone with two days ago who has so much value to add to his audience, but he's afraid of actually asking for money. He feels like it should just all be for free. Like, what is your biggest struggle when it comes to writing sales copy of any kind? Leave me a comment below. I'd love to know. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can always email me, graham at grahamcochran.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to connect with you and hear what your struggles are with sales copy. And I will ask you a favor, man. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, will you give me a review? Give me a four or five-star review. Whatever, whatever you think this show is worth, give me a review, star it, and then let me know that, what episode you listen to and what you love about the show. It helps me out a lot um, with the algorithm, and it helps me know that you're listening on Apple Podcasts. I read all the reviews, by the way. So I want to pay attention and know that you're listening. It means a ton. At the end of the day, you're serving your people well, right? When we sell, we're serving our people well. So I don't want you to get away from that. I don't want you to forget that, that selling is not a bad thing. Unless we sell something, nobody makes a living in this world. And commerce is really important. So we need to sell, but you need to make products that you believe in. You need to make products that you know will help people. And if they are good, good products and you believe in them, then I want to be your cheerleader to tell you that you should sell this and sell hard because it's going to be awesome. It's going to change the world. Use this framework. Use the sales copy worksheet framework. Go sell something awesome. Go make a difference in someone else's life. And let's change the narrative of online selling and internet marketing from this, this yucky, icky thing to a beautiful, transparent, honest, and noble thing. I think we can do it. You and I. Stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you in another episode real soon.